Hi there, and welcome to the oompal.com podcast. I'm Oli, and for episode number 40, we're going to be talking to Joe Case, American pipe carver from Nashville, Tennessee. The following podcast is brought to you by pipesandcigars.com. Go over to pipesandcigars.com right now, check them out. They have just an amazing variety of pipes, cigars, tobacco, shaving supplies, you name it. There's always something really cool over there that I find that I've got to have. Um, tell me what you get. They have incredible customer service. You're really going to enjoy it. Pipesandcigars.com. You'll love it. Oh, and hey, while you're there, do a search for Oli and pick out a pipe because chances are they have some monstrosities for sale. Very cool. The following podcast was recorded on November 18th, 2012. Sit back, grab a pipe, and stay a while. I hope you enjoy. Online with me today, I have Nashville, Tennessee pipe maker, Mr. Joe Case. Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks, Oli. Glad to be here with you. Joe, I first saw your work through Instagram, and listeners, if you do Instagram, check out Joe Case. That's J-O-E-C-A-S-E. And you can follow his work there, but you can also check out his offerings over at JoeCasePipes.com, and you can order pipes that way, too. Um, mm -hmm. Joe, tell me a little bit about yourself, what you do, where you grew up, stuff like that. Well, uh, Oli, I actually, um, I'm, I'm a Tennessee native. Um, I was actually born in East Tennessee, raised in West Tennessee, and have lived the half of my life in middle Tennessee. <laughs> so I've, I've covered all the, the state, I think. Wow. Um, but I, um, I, I started out in, uh, in Jackson, Tennessee, which is in the Western part of the state, uh, as, as far as growing up as a kid and, uh, had a, you know, a family over there, close knit family, uh, but a, a family of smokers. I mean, big time, Smokers, you know, with the ashtrays and and uh, the cigarette stands in the house, and but I did have a couple of uncles who were really into pipe smoking, mm -hmm. which you know was a was a great memory of mine. I, I would go, especially during the holiday season, we would go to uh, an uncle's house down in Memphis, and you know he'd be smoking his pipe, and that aroma filled the air. And I never forgot that as a kid, and and uh, back in oh, I guess it was in my late teens, early twenties, I picked up a pipe for the first time and, and thought, wow, this is, this is pretty good. Now it was, uh, it was the drugstore variety. I'm not going to mention the name, but you probably know what it was. Yeah. Uh, um, and I don't think he's a physician, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I picked up one of those and, and you know, it was okay, but, uh, I didn't, didn't have the finest tobaccos or anything like that. And, and, um, so, I mean, it, it was okay for a while and, and, Obviously, as the tradition with the family went, I also picked up smoking cigarettes. And but I, I did quit two days before my first son was born, which was uh, now almost thirty-two years ago. Wow! And uh, so I, I put everything down for a long time. But then I would occasionally pick up a, a cigar and smoke it with uh, with a family member, and uh, you know, and, and again, holiday time. And then uh, another one of my my family member's uh, brother-in-law uh, was a pipe smoker and collector, and I always admired all the pipes he had, and next thing you know, I'm trying out a pipe at a local tobacco store here in Nashville called Uptowns, and I started smoking the pipe and had, had my first venture into the finer tobaccos, and have thoroughly enjoyed pipe smoking since. Now that was, you know, a couple of years back actually. And, um, it, it, I mean, it, it was just, you know, to me something that, that was very, uh, relaxing and uh, again, brought back memories of the aroma of the holidays when I would go visit my family as a kid. And, and so those are, those are the kind of things that, that, that kind of started me in that. As far as the other side of my life, I was, uh, I was in broadcasting for a lot of years. I uh, started in in radio. I was a disc jockey playing, uh, you know, the the, the hits <laughs> back uh, many years ago. I started in 1971 at the ripe old age of 15. Wow. Well, you certainly have the voice for it. Oh, thanks. I, I appreciate that. I, I didn't know. <laughs> but I, I I also had this fondness, this thing for for weather. And so I went on, and even though 
Uh, I studied in college in mass communications and journalism. I specialized in doing weather. And so I got a weather job in Jackson, then moved to Nashville doing weather for the CBS station here for uh, back in 1985 and stayed there for 15 years, moved to the Fox station and did another seven-year term there and uh, got out and uh, left and, and actually did some full-time ministry work uh, after I left there. But all during this time, Ole, I, I also was a hobbyist woodworker and okay. built an, uh, to me, uh, it, to me it is, not to some people it might not, but to me, an incredible workshop of great tools and devices that I had just gathered over the years for Father's Days and Christmas and, and everything, you know, nice, nice tools. And, um, and I, you know, a couple of years back, I, I, I looked, I went down in my basement where my shop is, I got a huge shop, and I looked at that equipment and I'm going, it's just gathering cobwebs down here. I'm not doing anything. I don't have time to do anything. And um, then when the, then the whole ministry thing ended, and a guy said something to me back at Uptowns uh, a little over a year ago about, hey, why don't you make a pipe? You're a woodworker. Why don't you make a pipe? I said, well, I'll give it a try. So I did. I made a pipe and uh, did a YouTube video. And, of course, I've got a YouTube channel, uh, just Joe Case. And um, and I, I showed it on YouTube. Next thing I know, I had another guy say, why don't you make me one? Would you make me one? I had another guy. Will you make me one? You make me one. And 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 next thing you know, I've got a business and I've been making pipes now. Literally, just um, oh, I guess making them for sale a little over a little over a year and two hundred and fifty sales later, here I am. Fantastic. That's great. I love Uptowns. I've been there. Uh, a few times when I was in the area, and it's just such a great store, just great people, great service, and great collection there. I love those guys. So uh, you started when you started making pipes, and this just kind of uh, uh, snowballed into into something bigger. And you know that's um, that's just fantastic that that you know it started off as as some little thing with with you know the tools that you already had, right. And then suddenly, uh, you know, people are, are asking, hey, why don't you do that for me? Now, let me ask you something. You make some really, really neat pipes, and they're, they're kind of, uh, to me, they're kind of masculine and, and kind of hefty. That, that, uh, that's the kind of feeling I get from them. Would you say that's fairly accurate? Yeah, I would say so. I, um, it's not that I don't want to make all those, you know, blowfish designs and, and everything like that. I, I really do want to, but it seems like the niche that, that kind of got carved either by me or just by what happened is, uh, I, <laughs> is that poker style, hefty, you know, heavily rusticated kind of uh, style of pipe that, that seems to be, you know, attractive to a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, you use, you use some really interesting rustication techniques there, and you know the the all over kind of feel is is uh, just really cool. Really appreciate that. Well, thanks. I, um, you know, I, I've experimented with different types of rustication during the the time. Uh, again, you know, you mentioned about the tools, having the tools to uh, do pipe. Um, you know, I think, and I've talked to a lot of a lot of pipe makers. You know, over over my time of, of doing this whole thing. And, uh, you know, it's funny that the common, the, the common, I guess, thread is, you know, that we talk about is, you know, there are not just a whole world or catalog full of pipe making tools. You know, you've got to, you've got to take tools and make pipes with them. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so, uh, you know, being that I had a lot of tools, I, I was already, you know, I had a lathe, I had, you know, all that stuff. Um, there were a couple of things, you know, through, uh, through chemo and, and, you know, getting, you know, one little thing, like I got this, uh, a tenon cutting tool, which was, you know, a pie maker's tenon cutting tool through PIMO. Mm -hmm. and, and I was like, wow, this is great because before I'm sitting there, you know, turning down, you know, just with little tiny tools, trying to turn down tenons on my, when I was first making them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so Mark Balcon. I think it was one that said, "Hey, you know, you ought to order a, a, a you know, a tenon cutting tool." So I did that, and so I got a couple of tools here, here and there to to really help me out. And uh, 
you know, I appreciate uh, being able to talk. I love being able to talk to the um, to the other pipe makers who are so free with the, you know advice and 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 you know giving you you know I, I want to say trade secrets. But they're not really trade secrets. It's just like, hey, here's what I do. Here's what I've learned to do. Why don't you do it? And you know, we kind of swap things like that. Yeah, they're a great great bunch of guys. That's for sure. What kind of stem materials do you work with, and and tell me why you chose certain ones and not others? Again, I think it was kind of the, the niche that I've, I've gotten into that's kept me working mainly with acrylics uh, because there are the guys that that buy my pipes seem to really be fascinated with these colors and these swirls and everything like that. You know, I, I you know I'd love to work with vulcanite and, and stuff like that, which I have made some with with that, but. Um, uh, you know, it just seems like the acrylics are, are what really just stand out for them and have got a, kind of been the, the mainstay for, for my pipes. And, um, you know, I, I guess probably 90% of the pipes I make right now because of the orders I get are pokers. Uh, and I can make, uh, some incredible stems for those using the acrylic. I, I, I told one guy one time, I said, you know, I, I'm making another poker today, making another poker, and I'm going to change the name of the company to Pokers Are Us. Yeah. <laughs> You're kind of known for that, but that's not a bad thing. Pokers are fantastic. They're one of my favorite shapes for sure. Right, and one of mine too, because uh, I like the you know I like the feel in the hand of it. You know, you you can actually you know grab a hold of the pipe and hold it. You know, in the in the, little, the way the old Tim Allen show used to be. Arr, arr, arr. You can you can yeah, I got a pipe here. Right. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, would you say that you have? I, I'm guessing the the poker is kind of maybe your favorite shape to make. Is it? Would you say that? It, um, yeah, it's my favorite shape to make as far as a, um, I guess I'll use the term lightly, a production pipe, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, every one of them are made and and uh, you know by hand and and um, you know no two are exactly alike. That's what I put on my site there. You know. If, Somebody goes and orders, you know, I make all the pipes to order. I don't have any in stock to sell. Occasionally, I might make one and and say, hey, this one is ready for now. If I'm trying to do a new one, and uh, like the last one I think I did was uh, one I did call the Huntsman. It wasn't a poker. It was more of a more of a Dublin shape. But, um, and, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll stop and, and do one like that. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the pokers are, um, you know, have become... Uh, quite easy to make um and you know i can i can uh, knowing the time it takes to make them i can schedule a little bit better with that but i do get excited when i get orders for other kinds of pipes too like there was uh one guy who said uh, hey would you i've always loved the savinelli 320 but i want to, can can you make something like that with that inspiration but change it a little bit and and on YouTube, he is known as Stogie Farts. <laughs> hmm. And uh, so he said, and can you name it the Stogie Farts 209? And I said, why not? So I made him that. And it, had a, it has a jade band with two, two tiny silver bands on either side of the jade. Mm-hmm. Classic Savinelli 320 shape to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and by the way, when I do make a pipe that has some resemblance to others that are already made... I am very, very quick. This is just an ethics thing for me. I'm very, very quick to mention it in anything that I do. Like, for example, that one. I could easily just say, that's the Stogie Farts 209. That's something I came up with. Well, no, it was inspired by the Savinelli 320. Mm-hmm. I did one. Um, one guy wanted me to make a pipe. Um, he's from England, and his name is A.D. Um, uh, A. Period David. And uh, he's on... Um, on YouTube as well. And he wanted something, uh, he designed it. He's an artist himself and he wanted some flame on the bottom of it and, and that kind of thing. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll make this. And I started making, I noticed, you know, I'm making these f- carving, these flames on the bottom. And then I know that the great, uh, pipe maker and mentor to me, uh, Mark Balkovic, uh, makes a flame style pipe that he's known for. And I called him up and I said, Mark, is this guy who wants me to make a flame pipe. But I want to make sure you know that I'm not trying to do something that, you know, just trying to take your design and make it for me. And he said, man, he said, I really appreciate your calling. 
He said, because there are guys who would go out there. As a matter of fact, there had been somebody else who had gone out and just made one and, you know, claimed it for himself. And it looked very similar to what he had made. And I, I said, I'm going to give you credit for it. When I, when I make it, I'm going to say it was inspired by you. And he said, man, I really appreciate your ethical nature about that. He said, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Make all you want. And uh, that's just kind of how I do business. And I, you know, and I, I just, I just wouldn't do it any other way. Would you say you have a favorite shape that you smoke? Um, I would say uh, favorite shapes that I smoke would, uh, you know, obviously a poker. Um, you know, I've got a, a couple of um, couple of billiards that I really like as well. But uh, I, I guess the I guess the poker would still be my favorite to smoke as well. What are a couple that are in your regular rotation? Do you have any? Any that you've been smoking for a long time that you always go back to? I tell you, I do like. Um, I'm holding one right now in my hand. I, I love Stanwell pipes, mm-hmm. and uh, this one uh, that I'm looking at right now, you know, and I have to add to my favorite list to answer a little bit more of the question you asked before. Uh, this one kind of has a Rhodesian bulldog look to it, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, has a bent. Uh, not it's quarter bent, not not a full bend, but it's uh, it's one of my favorites as well. Um, I have uh, I have a couple of uh, Peter Yeperson pipes. Of course, uh, he's he does the Nira pipes uh, that I like. Um, uh, I've got a um, Soren Rothberg pipe, but it's a poker, and I uh, love what he did with it. And I uh, have a Moretti uh, poker. Uh, rather large poker, as a matter of fact, um, that are in my rotation, and uh, got this 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 other pipe maker that uh, I don't know if you heard of. His name is uh, Joe Case. Uh, he... <laughs> so you, you smoke a couple of your own too, eh? Yeah. I, you know what? I didn't for a while. Yeah. Because uh, it seemed like everyone I made, I was shipping out, and uh, what what I, what happened? The way I started smoking my own pipe. Uh, was I, I would make a mistake, yep, and literally it would become a second. And again, from an ethics standpoint, I mean, it, it was one of those things where it, it might have been a, I cracked a shank or something, and I I could actually you know glue it back and you know make it look fine and and rusticate where you never could see it. And I, I probably could have sent it out and and nobody would have ever known. But to me, I knew. And just couldn't send it out, so I thought, well, I just made myself a pipe. Yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. It's a great way to get a pipe. <laughs> uh, who were your mentors along the way? Uh, the, uh, again, Mark Balkovic. Um, he's uh, in Chambersburg, PA uh, now. He uh, makes some fantastic pipes, and he has spent... Uh, what I would call an inordinate amount of time with me on telephone and messages and stuff like that when I had questions, um, you know, coming from a woodworker who made things like clocks and tables. And, uh, of course, I did turn ink pens. So, uh, turning those ink pens really, believe it or not, helped me in um, in in turning like shanks and stuff like that on mm-hmm. on. But, um, you know, I was able to say, well, I, I did this when I made furniture or did this when I made pins. You know, how, how is that different in making pipes? And, you know, what do you do here? What kind of what's your diameter of draft hole and those kinds of things? And, you know, I just picked up a lot of stuff from him. Um, Benjamin Wahlberg, who is um, who makes some really good pipes as well, a handcrafted pipe maker. Um, I spent a little bit of time with him. Um, he had some great advice for me. Some guys who don't even know they're my mentors are, are mentors like Jeff Grasick. Um, you know, Jay on pipes. I, I watched, you know, all his videos and, and, and listened to him and read his, his blogs and, you know, learned a lot from him by some of the things that, uh, that he had done. And, uh, you know, there are a couple others out there, but you know, th- those, are, I guess are the, uh, the main ones, uh, Chris Morgan, uh, Chris Morgan pipes. Uh, I love Skype uh, because, uh, and and little story, if you got time about that, is that um, um, 
in our in my workshop, I, I'm down there and I'm I'm in a basement, literally in my home. Now it's the whole footprint of my house downstairs. So it's a large basement, large workshop. But it's um it's it also has no windows, <laughs> being that you know, down kind of a basement, like a glorified crawl space. But it's you know I live on the side of a hill, so it you know the the, the headroom is plentiful. Uh, so one day I'm thinking, you know, what can I do to have some kind of connection to the outside world here? You know, normally I came from, uh, uh my occupation before, whether it was in television, broadcasting or ministry or whatever, I, I, I worked around people in an office. And, um, so I had no, you know, communication with, with people or conversations and stuff. So I, I took my laptop down in the basement one day and I got on Skype and, you know, found finally hooked up with, um, a guy named uh, Scott Harris, who on YouTube goes by Sparky's Pipes. Uh, he's another fantastic carver. He 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 does a lot of car literal carving in his pipes. Um, Chris Morgan, who is a fabulous pipe maker, um, he uh, is uh, in California and he makes the pipes that are in the neighborhood of uh, you know five hundred to two thousand dollars. That's the range of pipes he makes and does quite well at it. Another guy named Jason McNary, he's actually a machinist and does a lot of metal tampers and, and stuff like that. But the, what, what happened is is we started just hooking up with each other, turning our Skype on, and just leaving it on and doing our work. And occasionally come over to, to the camera or whatever, to the microphone, and go, hey, what do you guys do when you do this? Or, you know, whatever. It's, it was like having everybody work in one big shop, but it was like through cyber. So we had communication with each other, and and uh, matter of fact, we've had times where uh, I remember Scott when he was carving on a pipe. He's saying, "You know, I'm doing this. What would you do here?" And and the other other guys on there would look at, would give him, you know, some advice, and he'd take off and do that. And and um, you know, it's great being able to do that. So the modern world is able to put a bunch of people together and and help. Um, you know, at least keep each other company for one thing. Keep yeah, e- yeah, that's great. That's uh, that's very cool that you guys were able to, you know, find a way to have like a little community, you know, across great, great distances. That's very, very cool. Yeah, yeah. Scott is in Washington State. Uh, Chris is in California. Jason is in Mississippi, and I'm in Tennessee. Wow. So, and we're usually at least three out of four of us are on there every day. So that's great. How would you say? Uh, your work has changed since you first started. Um, in pipe making, obviously, uh, I I think and and I guess if um, there there uh, there's a the, the barometer for me on this uh, to kind of prove a point in that uh, I I believe I've gotten better just in technique and and just uh, in being able to uh, put out a product that. Uh, people literally all over the world are buying mm-hmm. it is is that the number of sales and beyond that is the number of repeat sales mm-hmm. that I'm getting. I've got uh, a great number uh, of guys who ordered and are ordering again, going, I want this one now, I want this one. And, and it's uh, pretty amazing. I had one, I have a, a guy, I have to mention his name, uh, Jason Dagner. He and his dad, Jay, are big pipe smokers. And uh, they're they're known as the Smoking Dagners on YouTube, down in uh, Florida, Orlando, Florida. And I believe now they are up together. They I think they've ordered like uh, and uh, and purchased from me like ten pipes. And uh, they are uh, fortunately for me, I'm humbled by it. They are my, some of my biggest fans, I guess. And they uh, they'll get on YouTube, their YouTube channel, Smoking Dagners, and they have. Uh, a lot of videos where they've done nothing but, you know, give me props for my pipes. And it's been, um, it's been great to see that. And I, and I, you know, I see the, the other guys, uh, when, when you make a pipe only here, here's the thing. And I know you probably have had guys tell you this before in in some of your other, uh, interviews, but it's, it's one of those things where, you know, if you make a car, you can test it out before you send it with a pipe. You can't test it out, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it works, so I'm going to, you know, send it on. 
So the the first time that you know that it quote unquote works now, you know, I mean, we know it's going to, but is is when you see somebody on YouTube do what they call a box opening and they open it up and they pack it and they light it up and they smoke it. What an incredible feeling that is back here on this end to go, wow, it's smoking, it's working. And guess what? They like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. Great feeling. Tell me about one of your biggest pipe-making successes, and then tell me also about something that was just a complete failure. Well, um, I guess a, a complete failure, you know, probably, and I've had this to happen a couple of times uh, in the year that I, I would go, you know, I'm, gonna, um, I'm just going to make something new, mm-hmm. and I'll get into it, and you know, halfway through uh, something will go wrong or, you know, some measurement will get off and the draft hole is off or whatever. So, you know, as far as a big pipe making failure, I, I mean, uh, thankfully, uh, I'm real thankful I have hadn't, haven't had a, a huge public failure, uh, which is good. Uh, as far as successes are concerned, again, I'll have to point back to, uh, repeat customers. That's, that to me tells me uh, more than anything about it being successful and uh, seeing the guys on YouTube uh, who will go on and, and, you know, talk about it and talk about how much they like it and, and, um, and, you know, see them later smoking it. And I made a pipe for a guy who, um, who's still serving in, uh, in the military and um, he wanted a pipe, and he wanted the profile cut down just a little bit so he could he could keep it with him, and I did. And uh, he's he's taken it with him uh, on his tour of duty to to places and made pictures with it, and it's 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 pretty awesome. That's great! Wow, that's fantastic. That is a success story. Yeah, absolutely. Are there pipes that you make that once you've made it, you feel like you really really want to hold on to that? Oh, every one of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was wondering if if you if you're detached enough during the process, or if or if uh, every so often you're like, gosh, I really just want to keep this one. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I you know, especially when I come up with something new, I'll look at it and I go, wow, I I like that, but I've got to let it. You know, it's kind of like, you know, I'm a parent three times over, and and you know, you have a baby, and you know that 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 baby comes into the world and, you know, it'd be like, okay, uh, great. I'm going to pass it on to somebody else. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. like, oh, you know, and, and to me, every pipe that, that I complete is like a little baby. And, mm-hmm. and I, I go, wow, now you've got to go live somewhere else. You know, you're not going to be able to stay with me. Yeah. I would love to pack you up with some great tobacco and smoke you, but you know, I can't can't do that. So just, um, I mean, just about every every one of them, um, I still have that that feeling. Yeah, there's well, there's so much uh, you know blood, sweat, and tears that go into these into making a pipe that I can I can totally understand that. Yeah, yeah, it 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 is. Um, you know, it has to be a labor of love. Uh, if if it weren't, then why why do it? And um, so. I I still love making them, and uh, you know I thought one of the things my wife said when I got started doing it, she said, uh, she said, now you've been known to get into something, and then you know a few weeks later you'll go, oh, I don't know, I'm not going to hang it, but here I am, you know, well over a year uh, into it, and there are people who look at me and go, you've only been making pipes for a year, and I go, yeah, and you know, but then, but then I tell them I was a woodworker for thirty something years. So yeah, yeah. You kind of add that together, and it, and it makes a little sense. But um, but I I still thoroughly enjoy doing that. And again, when I see people actually smoking the pipe and and talking about it, that's it. Just uh, it just fires me up about uh, about doing it again. And 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 having people like you recognize just from seeing some pictures that, you know, Hey, this guy may do okay at making pipes. I'm going to interview him. Well, I mean, that, that fires me up. You know, I just like, Hey, this is, this is really, really cool. And like I said, I'm, I'm hoping to be able to get into some newer things 
and I'm kind of studying the way to to do that rather than rather than just make a bunch of pokers all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I saw your work, um, you know, I I immediately could tell that that wow, this is this is solid work because I can see uh, this really nice consistency. It's like wow, this guy, you know, he he definitely has a good feel for this. And you know, when I also saw the following you have is so strong. And the commitment that some of the guys have for you is so strong. It's like, wow, this this guy's really on to, you know, some really good stuff here. I'd really like to to chat with him. So I'm glad that that it all worked out. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I I know I am nowhere in the the same league as the the Liskies and the and the Graysicks and you know th- those guys. I, I hope to be one day, uh, but I uh, you know I'm. I'm making somewhat of a living now doing this, and that in itself is just absolutely a blessing uh, to 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 be able to to do that, to be able to do something you enjoy, do something with your hands. You know, for for so many years, I was doing, you know, I was doing you know TV weather and stuff like that. And and wow, if you if you ever want to be in a business where you can be wrong half the time and keep a job, be a weatherman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> About how many pipes a year do you make, would you say, uh, on average? If I uh, if I get pipes wrong half the time, by the way, Oli, I, I would not be doing this. <laughs> well, that's for sure, right? I, I make, uh, well, like I said, right now, I, I you know, I just finished a, a year in between my uh, website sales and local sales and um, I do. I have one brick and mortar store, which is Uptowns, which carries my pipes. Uh, I have uh, I have uh, had over 250 orders now, and uh, so I I hope I don't know necessarily that I can do much more yeah. than that. You know, myself. I, I've talked about you know maybe getting an apprentice or something to help do some of the things like because uh, I still do my own shipping. I do. I do all that, you know, and to be able to kind of finish your pipe and hand it over and go, here's the paperwork, bang, you go do it. You know, yeah, you go, yeah. uh, you know, it would take, cause that takes, you know, shipping takes almost a full day. Uh, if anybody has ever done any shipping before the packing, the, you know, the, all the paperwork and everything that you have to do. And it, it just, it's amazing. You know, and if you've, if you've made like 10 pipes or, you know, well, say six, seven, eight to 10 pipes in a week. And you have to, you know, package all those and get them sent. That takes, you know, it's not as simple as licking a stamp and sticking on an envelope and throw it in the mailbox. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, what do you got on the bench right now? Um, on the bench right now, I'm working on, uh, there is a, actually a little stubby Dublin, uh, that I'm making for a customer and a, uh, billiard, uh, that I'm making for a, a customer as well. Those two are are on the bench. Uh, just finished um, uh, one of one of the my most successful pipes as of late is something called the Mad Hatter that um, I started doing a couple of months back and made. And uh, it was one of those where I stopped production and for a day and made that and put it up, and you know people started ordering that one. Um, I did the same thing. The last thing I did, which was a couple of weeks ago, the one called the Huntsman, which is more of a kind of a Dublin shape, but has the has the kind of a two tiered angle uh, smooth top on it. It's a smooth body uh, with an orange uh, band made out of holly wood. Uh, you know, Hollywood is white, so I, I dye it orange on the band, and then a a uh, it's a camouflage. Uh, saddle bit stem that I, that I do on is strictly made for the hunter, you know, so it looks like, you know, if it's a hunting guy, you know, this is the kind of pipe, you know, you can take, uh, and, and, and take with, but those are the kind of things that are, that are, uh, coming out on my bench right now. And, um, you know, I'm excited about doing them. Do you have a favorite blended tobacco that you smoke regularly? Yeah, I've got, uh, I think I was entering a new forum, uh, pipe smokers forum or something like that. Uh, it was asking questions like that, uh, of me. And I, I have like, they were asking my top five and I, and I went down the list. Of the, uh, I have Orlick dark Kentucky, which is incredible. And then right next to it, 
uh, is Peter Heinrich's Dark Strong, which I understand. Now, this is just, this is, um, I don't want to say this is a rumor, but I, I have heard that Orlick makes the Dark Strong for Peter Heinrich. And the reason why I say that is Orlick is not available in the States. You have to, you have to buy it from like a Danish pipe shop uh, over in Denmark. But Peter Heinrich's Dark Strong is available in the States. So <laughs> they're, they're, they're like my, my favorite. Uh, then I've got uh, Orlick uh, uh, Golden Sliced. I love uh, the uh, Frog Mortons. Uh, for, for more of English blends and Latakia uh, and the Perique and the, and the, and the Frog Morton on the Bayou. I, I love that. And Mississippi River. Uh, I, I love uh, the, those are probably my top five, I guess, of the, the, the tobaccos that I smoke. Tell me about the Autism Awareness Sleepy Hollow Poker you put out and how that drive went. That was uh, that was really cool. I, I, that was actually a, an idea that came from Mr. Randall Potate. Uh, he is uh, a pipe smoker down in Georgia, and he has a son who has autism. And again, this is another YouTube-driven uh, thing that we did. Um, he asked me to make him a pipe, and actually came up. I don't normally, you know, get real excited about this, but he actually came up and asked to come to my shop and I said, sure. Yeah. You know, I, I'd, I'd gotten to know him for a little while before he came. Don't, don't get me wrong. If somebody just can't call me up out of the blue, I've never heard of and say, let me come to your shop. <laughs> you know, I yeah, don't yeah. feel comfortable about that, but, but he got, got, got to know on YouTube. And so I said, yeah, come on up. And he came and I made him uh, a pipe, the first pipe he had ever purchased. Uh, every other pipe he's had has been given to him or inherited or, or whatever. And I was real honored by that. And then while he was here, he said, man, can, you know, my son's got autism. I've really been wanting to do some things for the Autism Speaks group that helps out uh, with autism awareness. And uh, so we came up with the idea that for a period of time, uh, we would do, we would take one of my pipes, the, uh, which was called the Sleepy Hollow, which was originally done for Jason Dagner down in Florida. But we took it and said, we're going to put a little, uh, and we did it so it looked like it was a kid that kind of drew a puzzle piece on the bottom of it, kind of carved out. Mm-hmm. The puzzle piece is the Autism Speaks logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we did it where, uh, and the purchase, what he did, he agreed to everybody who purchased one, he was going to give them a $15 gift certificate to one of the online tobacco sites. And I was going to donate $15 from every sale to Autism Speaks. So um, we did a pretty good number uh, of those. Not as many as I would like to have done, but uh, it, it, was, it was pretty good. We may do something like that um, uh, again next year, maybe for a different charity, because I, you know, I've, got a, I've got a heart for, for uh, charities to be able to, to help out. And you know, in any way we can do that, I'd, I'd love to be a part of it. That's a really great idea. Um... My son actually has autism, one of my boys. Um, I have uh, two boys, 7 and 10, and my 7-year-old has autism. So uh, when I saw that, I was a little too late to, to get in on that, but um, I thought, you know, what a, what a great idea. And that's, that's, that's a very cool way to go about uh, supporting a good cause. So uh, kudos to you. Well, thank you. Thank you. We, uh, you know, again, we, we love being involved with it. Do you have a pipe collection, and if so, do you per- have a preference for straight or bent pipes? I do have a, a pipe collection, which grew rather quickly, uh, thanks to my <laughs> association with Uptowns, uh, because uh, Mr. Mark Brissy there, who is in charge of the pipes at uh, Uptowns, he, you know, every time I'd go there, he'd say, oh, Joe, you ought to see what, we, what came in, because uh, he deals with a lot of estate pipes, mm-hmm. and... Um, he would take me up to his office and show me, I mean, right out of the boxes, you know, these pipes that would come in. And they were great. They were Dunhills and, you know, all kind of great pipes. And, and, and I had the opportunity, not that I have a bunch of money to throw around, but to be able to be there, my association with them, to, to get a pipe. And since I can actually do the refurbishing and cleaning, since I kind of do that, mm-hmm. You know, I could get them for a song, and so I was able to, you know, get you know a couple of Dunhills that way, and uh, gosh, um, oh, I could go down to some um, a couple of Mark Tinskys, uh, some Savinelli's. Um, I've got uh, got a actually got a Boswell, 
uh, J.M. Boswell pipe uh, as an estate pipe. And, and, of course, I bought some some newer pipes along the way, some Paul Winslow's. Uh, I love his pipes. They're fantastic grain that he finds in, in some briar. And, uh, like I said, the Stanwells and and uh, those pipes like that, uh, that kind of fill up my... Uh, let's, I would have to guess... Uh, I probably, I mean, I don't have a gigantic collection, but I, I probably have uh, between 60 and 70 mm-hmm. in, in my little collection. And, and would you say you have a preference for straight or bent? Um, my preference would either, it, it would be slight bent. Mm-hmm. Slight bent. I, don't, I don't like, I'm not, I'm not a real big fan of, uh, you know, like uh, a lot of people love the Oompal shapes and stuff like that. I'm not a big fan of those myself. Um, but I mean, you know, there are a lot of people who do like them, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, something with a slight, either a slight bent or a straight. Mm-hmm. What do you like to do in your spare time when you're not making pipes? What is spare time? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Uh, in my spare time, you know, there's one thing that I've made a pledge to do because it was sort of, taken away from me in my early years by either me or allowing it to be done by others as far as business was concerned. And that was, uh, you know, not denying my family time. Uh, so in the spare time, I have, uh, a, a lovely, wonderful wife. Um, uh, we've been married for going on 26 years and, um, uh, good my, cause I, I had a, a first one that did go wrong that I didn't, uh, didn't do what I should have done with that one. So I made a pledge in this one that I was going to make sure I spent the time necessary to have family time. So therefore on the, on the weekends, I don't work on pipes. Uh, I mean, there are some guys who go, but your waiting list is getting long. I go, I know, but my family is more important than a pipe. And I'm, I'm going to make sure that I, I, I will spend time with my wife doing things with her, just, you know, going out to eat, going to a movie, just going to Starbucks and sitting and talking. And, and, uh, I've got, uh, got three kids. Uh, one from my first marriage is, is Chris. He's going to be 32 in January. We have, um, she has an, a daughter who is 30 and, uh, just had our, our first grandchild. Um, and then, and then we have our youngest daughter together. We had one. So we've got the classic hers, mine and ours. (laughs) Right, right. That's fantastic though. That's, that's great that you're so focused on family. That is fantastic. She's 22 years old and, uh, she is, uh, uh, she had gone away to college and come back home to live for a little bit. And now she's, uh, she'll be moving out in January. Finally, she's got a place of her own. And so we're finally going to have an empty nest. Wow. Wow. But uh, I may have a little more spare time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you may find a little bit then. Who knows? Uh, tell me one thing about yourself that's something I would have never known and maybe something not many people know about you. Uh, that I'm part Indian. No kidding. Tell me about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I. Um, gosh, I guess we could get into all kinds of political correctness on this one, but I... Uh, I have my, in my family. I guess I'm. I think I'm about one eighth Cherokee Indian, and uh, and something that I did not know, and my parents did not know back when I went to went to college. That did not know that I could have gotten in on a minority scholarship if I if I'd known that. Wow. No kidding. How funny. But uh, yeah, and and I um, I guess if. if you know, I have a real fondness. Now, I don't, uh, not, you can't tell that by, I don't wear a bunch of turquoise jewelry and a bunch of feathers and all that kind of stuff. It's not like that. And if you look at me, you certainly can't tell it because I'm not dark skinned and dark hair or anything like that. That, that comes from the other seven eights, I guess. Right. right. Um, yeah. but I, 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 um, I tell you, you know, the other day I heard of some fashion show the other day that had somebody that was dressed in an Indian or Native American, whatever you want to call it, headset, a headdress, and and the jewelry on, and there were a bunch of people who got up in arms about that. You know what? I look at it a different way from from my little percentage of heritage. I'm going, dude. I'm proud that they they keep you know showing that because that, that's like you know what do you want people to do? Forget it. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's you know that's the other option. So I may make a, a Native American pipe one day. <laughs> there you go. That'd be interesting. 
East Pipe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were pretty fond of those, so, yeah, you know. Exactly. All right, uh, do you get to attend any of the big pipe shows? You know, Oli, I have not yet, but I uh, I kind of made a pledge to myself that in 2013 that I would. Uh, probably going to try to start with Chicago first and uh, try try to make it up there and you know at least have a handful of pipes, something maybe uh, use that uh, time between now and then to come up with some different things. And, of course, you know, a couple of pipes that represent what I normally do, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe come up with some different things to show that uh, that I can do other stuff, and yeah, you know, I guess that's the only thing kind of burning in me right now is is out of all these pipes that that I do make that I want to be able to do you know a blowfish or you know something like that that you know has a unique, real unique design to it and and uh, and play around with that stuff. So I plan on doing some of that. Uh, hopefully, uh, good Lord willing, uh, for the Chicago show coming up next year. That'd be great. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be at that one, and I uh, hope to meet you there. If not, if not before, that'd be fantastic. Hey, you can buy me lunch. Absolutely. Just remind me. I'll I have a bad memory, so I'll totally forget. So you're, you're gonna have to. Say, hey, Oli, remember you were gonna buy me lunch, and I'll be like, yeah, I don't remember that, but okay. Remind you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joe, thanks so much for taking the time out of your scheduled chat with me today, buddy. I really appreciate that. Oli, I really thank you for the opportunity. It's an honor uh, to uh, have you uh, have me on for uh, your interview for your for your blog, and I, I really I really appreciate it. I I have uh, gone through now that uh, now that you call me, I have found you, and I've gone back and listened to other interviews and stuff like that, and very very interesting. I, I really love it. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. It's. Uh... It's been uh, quite a journey since the very first one with Bjarne Nielsen back in 2008, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. I've been able to meet a lot of great people this way, so it's it's uh, it's a real boon for me to uh, have all these all these buddies out there that I can um, just chat with once in a while. It's 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 great to get to know you and and folks like you. You know, it's a, a kindred spirit and uh, just a bunch of good guys and gals. So it's it's very cool. Great, yeah. I hope people uh, look up uh, the YouTube videos. I'm on YouTube as Joe Case. Uh, used to be known there as Smoky Joe TN, like Smoky Joe Tennessee. I think you can still find it under that, but if you look up Joe Case, you'll find it. Perfect. That's excellent. Listeners, when you hear this, go check out Joe's work again at, at uh, www.joecasepipes.com. And if there's anything available there, grab it. But if not, order it. Like he said, most of his stuff, well, pretty much all of his stuff is is commission work. So, um, you know, his work is incredibly reasonable and solidly built. You're going to be very happy with your new Joe Case pipe. Shoot me an email and tell me all about it. Joe, thanks again for uh, hanging out with us today. I really appreciate it, buddy. Thank you, Oli. Thank you. Take care now, bud. Okay. You too. And that was my chat with Joe Case. Check him out on YouTube at Joe Case, as well as his website at JoeCasePipes.com. What a nice guy and solid work. Have a real affection for that kind of small, stout vibe that Joe's been weaving into his work. Very cool stuff. At the time of this recording, you can find about half of the limited edition of Cobb Unculus series of mine over at PipesAndCigars.com. Um, you know, like homunculus, but Cobb Unculus. Cobb, C-O-B-B, as in the county over here in Georgia where they were stamped. Cobb, Unculus. Yeah. They're crazy. You gotta check them out. They've got lynx bones from Alaska in them. Um, They are just brutally ugly cobs. So check them out over at PipesAndCigars.com. I think there's about five left over there. Um, Also over there are just two more... In the Beastie series. And these guys have teeth that I hand-carved out of mammoth ivory. Thanks to Mr. Steve Liskey who uh, gave me some of that and wondered what I would do with it. And each of them also have one glass eye. Lastly, over at PipeandCigars.com, you can also find a few more of the monstrosities from the Demon series of 50. You'll remember these were sitting in Germany since the 60s, half-made before I finish drilling them out and turn them into this limited edition, individually numbered beasts that they are. You know, they're really cool, and I keep hearing what great smokers they are. Uh, Super old wood, you know, air-cured 
for a ridiculously long amount of time. And apparently this makes for a fantastic smoke. So, um, and this is coming from the guys that are smoking them day after day. They said they absolutely love them. So check them out. That's a few more of the beastie, or I'm sorry, a few more of the demon series left over there. Each one named after uh, a different demon in folklore from around the world. New at Umpal.com is the Ancient series. This is a limited edition of four monstrosities. These are chunky, amorphous frights with really nice grain, really bizarre color-fading strangeness from this kind of black, flaky, oil-slick-looking, dirty plateau top to a kind of dried blood color, and then that fades down into a kind of jaundice yellow. The color is just really cool on these, and it's it's, you know, they're just crazy. Each one of them has, you know, a, a real dinosaur tooth protruding out of it. I, I took the kids to Fernbank Museum, which is here in Atlanta, and we were in the gift shop, and I saw dinosaur teeth, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. And um, I had to grab some, and, and some were better than others. Some were big enough to make, and, and I had to I had to find some other ones online, but... In the end, it, you know, finding the good ones was worth it because these guys are just nuts. So anyway, each one has a real dinosaur tooth protruding out of it, hence the series name Ancient. Also available is the very first in the unlimited, unnumbered series, Zombie. This series takes pipes from their graves and uses some portion of them in a Frankensteinian way, Is if if that's a term. Is that a term? I don't know. So you get the idea. And what it does, it, it breathes new life into something that would have otherwise never, ever been seen again. The first in this creation uses an unearthed clay pipe that was dug up from St. Augustine, Florida, and it dates to the late 1800s. I very carefully and meticulously crafted a handmade briar stem for it and gave that briar stem an eerie coloration of white, black, gray, and just a hint of, of yellow. And there's a number of different things that I did to it to make it look the way it, it does. One of them is is to burn the heck out of it um, a couple different ways. But the coloration's really cool. Lots to choose from just before the holidays. Remember, this podcast was made possible by PipesAndCigars.com, your source for all the great stuff that you and I both know you need. Check them out and enjoy good old-fashioned customer service right alongside boatloads of great product. Let me know what you find. For Umpal.com, this is Oli Sylvester wishing you very good luck deciding which Joe Case pipe will be next in your collection. <laughs> <laughs>